Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. Love this passage of scripture. I've preached from this passage of scripture. You've heard it all night long. I didn't tell the worship team what to sing, but they know what the Spirit is saying. Here we are singing about speaking to a mountain. Here we are singing and worshiping God and saying, and Pastor Caleb has been all night long saying, you got to speak to it. You got to speak to it because the Holy Spirit knows the assignment of the night. And so Jesus is talking here and he's saying, have faith in God. I want to, I, I want to make aware to you that I'm understanding of the fact that this illustration that Jesus is speaking of, I know it's extreme. I know that it's very, very extreme. That it seems very, very difficult to look at a mountain, and we can look at mountains and we can see that it would be very extreme to say that those mountains, if I speak to it, that they have the ability to be moved by faith without hesitation in my heart. But the point is, is that for us to move the mountains of impossibilities in our life, God wants to accomplish and activate over these impossibilities, situ these impossible situations, these impossible circumstances in our life. And he's saying that I have to have faith that is unhesitant. That I have to have faith that there's no doubt in this kind of believing. That when I speak a thing, I got to believe what I'm speaking. I got to be in confident in what I'm saying because head faith and heart faith are two different things. And anytime the, 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 it, something looks too hard for God, he's already asked the question, is anything too hard for me? I know it looks impossible to you tonight. I know it looks impossible in my situations and circumstances, but he's asking the question tonight, is anything too hard for me? It may be impossible for you, but is it impossible for the God that you serve? And Mark 11 is full of the subject of faith. I love Mark 11 because here we see in the opening scripture that we see incredible uh, statements that come, uh, thrilling statements that come. We see uh, statements from the lips of our Lord that whoever says to this mountain, be removed by faith, they will have whatever it is that they declare and what they say, they will have everything that begins to come out of their mouth by faith. They, they, the Bible's telling us that they will have what they say. And so we see here, and I have found in my own Christian life, and I'm sure that you have, that without faith, we cannot believe. Hallelujah. It's an indispensable element in what we say that is our walk of faith. So I, the Bible tells us that, that we have to have faith in God. It says that the believer has to have uh, faith. And I want you to understand that this kind of faith is the faith that saved you. But I want you to understand that there is an increase in faith. You can go beyond a measure of your faith. And God wants you to increase in your ability, not only to believe that God can save you, but God wants you to understand that if you're sick tonight, you can be healed by the same power of God and the same grace of God that saved you is the same grace that he can grant you your healing. 
And so it's the same kind of faith that saved me, that makes me right with God and able to attain the undeserving. It's undeserving. All of it is undeserving privileges that the Father has given to us, the Heavenly Father. He has inheritances for you and I that we have not even tapped into. But it's the faith to believe God for the impossible. He's saying you have privileges and, 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 and powers over principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. But we have to understand what we have. If we never know what we have, then we will never operate in the capacity that God desires for you and I to operate in in the spirit realm. It's by faith that he keeps me. It's by faith that he gives me the privilege to attain the undeserving privileges of heaven. It's by faith that he keeps me from insulting the spirit of grace. Let me, uh, let me just go here. I'm not going to stay here, but let's go to Hebrews chapter and number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I will get there eventually. (laughs) Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 26. Now I want to read this. For if we have sinned willfully, if we've sinned willfully, if I sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. And then it goes on to say, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversities, the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse, listen to this, punishment do you suppose will he be the... will, will Will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he has sanctified, uh, by which he was sanctified as a common thing? He's saying, you're, you're, you're taking my grace as something common. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. Now I want you to understand verse 29. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underneath foot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing. What he is saying here is, is, is uh, he's saying don't insult what I've given you as a gift. Don't insult my grace. And so many times we like, to, uh, we like to grease it up. You know what I'm saying? We like to cover our mistakes. And we like to say, well, God's got it. He's already covered it. I can do whatever I want to do. Say whatever I want to say. Live how I want to live. And MC Hammer said, pray how I want to pray. But the truth of the matter is we cannot expect to sin and God cover it continually. Unless we have a heart of repentance. He is saying the sacrifice is not in void if I'm just going to use grace perpetually and sin willfully. You cannot sin willfully and expect grace to cover you perpetually. 
So one of the most important facts you need to understand is that when you do get saved, that the Bible says faith is that I've given to every believer. He said, I've given you a measure of faith. And he says, Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus is saying here, he said, I've given you a faith to move a mountain. I've given you a measure of faith. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's this kind of faith. It's this kind of faith, the measure of faith that God has given to you. And in the margin of the King James translation, it reads that Jesus said, have faith uh, of God. So we read tonight that it says, have faith in God. But in another translation, it says, have faith of God. So somebody shout, have faith of God. So not have faith in God only, but he says when you have faith in God, you have faith of God. Hallelujah. Because in him I move, in him I live, and in him I have my being. So I have faith of God. And then another translation says, have the God kind of faith. It literally means Jesus is saying, have God kind of faith. Come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, have God kind of faith. What am I saying? Have faith in God. Have faith in God, simply. In Mark 11, chapter number 11, verse 12, it says they were coming from Bethany, and Jesus was hungry. You've heard Pastor Amanda talk and, and reveal some incredible, powerful insight from this scripture that says that they saw the fig tree in the distance with leaves, and he was trying to find something to eat in this moment. So he walks toward the leafy tree to find fruit on the tree. And when he gets close to the tree, he found that there was nothing upon it. Why? Because it was out of season. I want you to understand here that the reason that it was out of, uh, the reason that that tree should have responded is because it should have known what just walked up to it. And, and Pastor Amanda has talked about that, and we see that Israel represents this tree. And he was saying that uh, Israel had not bore fruit and that there was judgment coming to the tree that did not bear fruit. So he was talking here, there was an illustration of Israel's way and where they were, and that judgment was coming because there was no fruit, no productivity that was coming kingdom-wise. And he was saying, uh, he told the tree at this moment, that, that he said, I'm going to curse it. And he says, uh, he says that at this portion of the scripture, he is saying, when I curse it, there will be no fruit taken from this tree from this moment forward. And so we see here that the tree uh, is, I, I don't want to get so focused on why uh, that it should have produced, but I, I want to look at the faith that Jesus had, the picture of faith, the power of faith in the back half that we see that the disciples were amazed in 20 verse 22 through 22 as they passed by the tree the next morning come on somebody say the next morning that they saw the fig tree and what Jesus had said over the tree it the next morning it had happened what he said over the tree it dried up and, and it dried up from the roots and Peter remembering said it rabbi look the fig tree you curse has withered away hallelujah how many knows there's power when Jesus curses the thing and so he cursed the fig tree, and the Bible says that when he cursed it, when he got up the next morning, that the tree withered away. Why is that important to us? Because Jesus answered his disciples when he was, they were asking, they, when they basically were asking a question, he said, listen, you can do those, and paraphrasing, he's saying, disciples, I've given you the opportunity, I've given you the ability to operate in this capacity, and he says this, he says, have faith in God. I want you to say that with me, have faith in God.
What is this saying? Have God kind of faith that will speak to a thing and it has to and it has to obey. This is the thing that you when you begin to speak in this relationship with Jesus Christ, when you're in him and you live in him and you're moving in him and you begin to speak to mountains of impossibility and you can speak just like Jesus spoke to this tree, you can speak to cancer and cancer has to be canceled and uprooted and it will be withered away why because this is god kind of faith this is god like faith and god is trying to get us into the dimension without a doubt that you have the ability and you have the measure of faith to speak to a thing and the thing has to obey I'm not saying you have power. We get all messed up in that when we start talking about this kind of thing. But God is looking for a kingdom to walk in their authority. God is looking for a kingdom that will get in this mentality that it's not I, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. And he demands me to manifest the kingdom of God into the earth. For verily I say unto you that whoever says unto this mountain be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt or hesitate in his heart, but believes the things in which he says will come to pass, will have what he says. And this is the reason tonight that God has commissioned me to preach this particular passage of Scripture because he desires an urge to the church. Uh, He wants us to be bold believers for whatever you ask for. Don't just ask it amiss. But he wants you to be very confident on what you're asking him for. Because if you're confident and unhesitant in what you're asking God to do, God is about to do what the world said was impossible. God is about to heal that cancer. He's about to uproot a thing. He's going to heal that COVID situation. He's going to heal your finances. He will heal your marriage. But he's waiting on us not to hesitate or be hindered uh, hindered by the ways of hell. Step right into the dimension of faith and speak. This God kind of faith. The God who created the worlds in the beginning. We understand that whatever he said came to pass. When he opened his mouth, God, this God kind of faith that lines up with his word and his will. God said, let there be in the beginning and there was. When he began to speak galaxies and stars and 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 everything that we see and everything the beauty that we behold tonight and the beauty that we behold day by day it was existing because God spoke it into existence everything that he spoke the sun the moon the stars were created by God simply speaking a thing and then creativity came into fruition I want you to understand that his word is creative come on somebody his word has power and it's very very creative and I want you to understand that the Lord is telling you and I that there is an ability that you can step into that I can step into in my prayer when I'm beginning to ask a thing he is saying that it will be exceeding abundantly above anything you could think ask or imagine why according to the power that works on the inside of you I said it works on the inside of you tonight it's not by human ability it's not by human mentality but it's by the spirit says the Lord of hosts and all creation came into fruition because this was the God kind of faith and Jesus said I'm going to demonstrate this when he began to curse the fig tree he spoke to a thing and the thing that he spoke to had to obey his voice 
voice. Why? Because heaven's speaking a thing and he's just looking for a vessel that he will be faithful. And he's saying, if you'll be faithful, you'll be fruitful in this season. I want to encourage somebody that your prayers of faith is the power of God to move the mountain. Are you hearing me right now? That your prayer of faith, your ability to believe what you're saying is the power to bust through every devil, every hindrance, every distraction, everything that's in the way of your business, it is in your mouth. And the Bible says here, I came... He he says, if you're a new covenant believer, you have a measure of this kind of faith. I want you to encourage your neighbor. I'm trying to get through this thing tonight. I want you to encourage your neighbor and tell them you have this kind of faith. Now, if you're hesitant, I don't know that God's going to use you. Oh, don't do that, pastor. I'm doing it. Romans 12, 3 says that through grace given unto you. To every man, somebody say, that's me, that is among you according as God has dealt to every man a measure. Somebody say, good measure. See, if I'm faithful with a little measure, he gives me good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto me. Hallelujah. That's talking about monetary things. But I want you to understand that the principles of God are the same. Hallelujah. When you begin to be faithful over the little things, God will begin to open up opportunity for you to lay hands on sick people and they recover. Why? Because you're yielded to his way. And he's saying that every man that is among you, according as God has dealt him a measure of faith. Somebody touch yourself by your heart and say, I have a measure of faith. It's a God kind of faith. It's this kind of faith. Paul is not writing to the sinners. He's not writing to the world. But he's talking to you and I as believers tonight that if we can speak to a thing by faith, that that thing has to obey, not I, but because God is speaking through a tool, that mountain has to move and it has to be cast into the sea never to be dictating over your life never to hinder your life never to plant seeds of fear never to plant doubt never to plant discouragement but you have to be confident in this thing and you got to speak to the thing hallelujah have faith in God Paul is saying to believers have this kind of faith You have a measure of this kind of faith. Now we see in Thessalonians, he talks to the world. He's not talking to the church. He says, 1 Thessalonians 3 and 2, just at the end of a thing, he says, when Paul said, all men have not faith. That would sound like a contradictory thing if we didn't realize that he's not talking to the church there. He's talking to the world. The world will never understand this kind of faith. Mm, Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Maybe because we're not able to tap into this dimension of God, which he desires each and every one of you under the sound of my voice to operate in this kind of capacity. Maybe we're too too much into the world to understand what the kingdom is saying. 
Come on, because the kingdom doesn't understand this, uh, the kingdom of this world doesn't understand the kingdom of heaven. The world doesn't understand the systems of heaven. Are you hearing me right now? They don't understand when I begin to say, I can speak to the mountain. They take it literally. But God is saying this faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I cannot see. The substance, the, somebody shout the substance. What is the substance? The substance is the reality of the things that I hope for. I'm here to tell you whatever you think of and you say, I can't do this, but I promise you, if you have the ability to speak a thing, he's about to do a thing. And he said, I'm going to give you a reality to the things you're speaking to. And I'm going to show every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, they will not be able to deny the move of God. Woo, hallelujah. Be cast into the sea. Never to be remembered again. Sickness, be cast into the sea. Never to be remembered again. He says what the world uh, can't understand. He said, I'm trying to get my church, my kingdom, my blood washed, Holy Ghost filled believers to understand that they have this kind of faith through grace. For by grace you were saved through faith, not of yourself, the Bible says, but it was the gift from God unto salvation. And as I was preparing this message, I heard the Lord say this, that in this season, he is... He is waiting on his church to operate and to move. He's waiting on us to move in this kind of dimension of faith. We've been talking about greater. We've been hearing people say, we're going to see creative miracles. But if we're not positioned to proclam, uh, if we're not in the position of kingdom proclamation, we will never be able to see what God has promised you and I to do. And I want you to understand that this kind of faith is creative faith. This kind of faith is miracle working faith. And I heard God say, it's time for you to have it. And it's time for you to understand that you already have it. Come on, somebody. And and we have to realize it. And we have to recognize it. And I want you to tell your neighbor, it's time to use what you already have. Oh, somebody ought to get excited that you have it. Come on, somebody. That means you can go home to your sick family member. And you can lay your little hand upon them. And you can be a tool for the kingdom of God to manifest the kingdom into the earth. And healing has to come to your little son. And healing has to come to your daughter. And healing has to come and uproot cancer. Why? Because I've recognized it. I realize it. And I'm going to use it. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. When you understand this, there's something on the inside of you that begins to activate. If we don't understand it, there will not be a stirring. But when you understand it, when the word begins to go forth, you understand that more faith comes when I hear the word and hearing by the word of the Lord. And it begins to build upon my faith. It begins to build upon my measure. And all of a sudden, the thing that's on the inside of me begins to build what's already been established in me and all of a sudden I get a stirring in my soul and when I start stirring in my soul then the gift of faith begins to explode that's why this vein pops out of my neck that's why my face gets red because I'm looking at the devil and saying devil you are no weapon that's greater than the power of God that's working on the inside of me and moving mountains in front of me somebody ought to give God praise If you believe the word of God. Fight with faith. 
Walk in faith. Talk in faith. Fight in faith. Walk in faith. Shatarahmahasi. Talk in faith. Walk in faith. This is the season for you to to act like it, to think like it, to move in it, act in faith, walk in faith, see in faith, because faith is not what you see in this world. Faith is what you walk even when you don't see it. I walk by faith and not by my situation and not by the mountain that's in front of me because I know my majesty is greater than the mountain of doubt, is greater than the mountain of fear, is greater than the mountain of depression, is greater than the mountain of division. Somebody give God praise if you realize it and you know it's in you. It's time to use what you have. Walk like it. Talk like it. Fight like it. Somebody say, I'm going to fight with faith. The Bible says the only fight to fight is the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Slap somebody high five and say, I'm fighting the good fight. It's a spiritual battle. I'm not fighting my brother. I'm fighting principalities. That means I don't have to live defeated anymore. That means the enemy is not stronger than the stronger man that's on the inside of me. That means that when I speak, my atmosphere is about to shift because I understand that I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I'm not fighting against the good fight of faith. I'm fighting in this battle that is from the heavenlies. And all I really have to do is stand back and watch my God move. He is an awesome God. He's an all-sufficient God. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. I'm trying to, trying to settle down, but I feel my spirit man moving tonight because he wants to move some people to understand that there's an operation and it's living on the inside of you. Come on, put your hands together about 30 seconds and give him praise. The enemy is not stronger than the power that's on the inside of you. Don't stay in the atmosphere of doubt. Don't stay in an atmosphere of fear. Don't stay in an atmosphere of intimidation. Turn your neighbor and say, you better move. Because he knows, the enemy knows, that if you can't receive anything he knows you can't receive nothing if you're in the atmosphere of of of, of, of wait a minute hesitation come on fear intimidation he knows that you will never receive anything if you are living in this atmosphere but he understands that if i believe <laughs> When I have the word of faith and I believe he understands that that's where the flow of blessings and benefits come according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Encourage somebody right now and tell them you have Mark eleven twenty two faith. Faith to move mountains. Unbelief many times is the product of theories. But faith is built on reality. Theory is just an idea. A feeling, a guess, a supposition of established, it's an establishment, a supposition established on 
human ignorance. <laughs> Truthfully. <laughs> but your help doesn't come from humans. My help comes from the Lord of the Bible, not from the words of this world. Come on, somebody. Your help comes from not human ignorance, but from heavenly assurance. Ah. Maybe you're going through a test and you say, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Stop trying to hear the words of man and get yourself in the good book and start fighting the good fight of faith. Come on, somebody. When you begin, when you begin to get trials and your temptation, that temptation comes for you to quit and tumble and stumble, the word declares that right in the midst of the trial and, and in the midst of the test, he says this to you and I. He says, son, daughter, husband, wife, sister, brother, I will will never leave you. Hallelujah. I will never forsake you. Even when others leave, even when others walk away, he says, I'm with you always and I'm even with you even now and I'll be with you until the end of time. He also says, greater is he who's on the inside of me than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. He also says, had it not been for the grace of God, I would have stumbled, I would have failed, I would falter I would be destroyed but he said because there's a power source on the inside of me he said I have a bridge over tribulation he says I have a help in him he says I have a hope in him he says his grace is sufficient to me in every situation in every circumstance if I need a healing I got grace come on somebody if I need my son to be saved I got grace that I can tap into but 2 Corinthians 4 and 13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, somebody say it's the same spirit, according to what's written, come on, the word of God that's written, because I have the same spirit and faith, this is Paul talking, he says, what's written I believed and therefore I spoke. Come on, there's, a, there's the two keys right there. Whatever I believe, I speak. Come on, whatever you believe is what you're going to say. Woo! And he says, whatever I believe I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. I want you to understand that he's talking to Corinth, but tonight I'm trying to get you and I to apply it in this house tonight because Paul says we have the same spirit. He's saying I don't have to hope for it. I don't have to struggle to get it. I don't have to try to find it or have to find it to have it. He says, I have this kind of faith that can speak to sickness and sickness will be healed come on just lift your hands right now and just begin to declare this say I am a believer say I have a measure of faith say this I have a measure of this kind of faith Woo, say this I have a measure of mountain moving faith Boy, the enemy don't want you to believe that one. Come on, say it. I have the same kind of faith to move the mountain in front of me. Faith that created the worlds uh, in the beginning. Mountain moving faith. It's ever increasing. As I'm feeding tonight, it's increasing. 
Ha! Come on, somebody. As I feed on the word, it's increasing in my life. I have the same kind of faith, this increasing faith. And when I'm feeding on the word tonight, he is, and I put it into practice. How many knows you can't just feed on it? You got to activate in it. Come on, somebody. I can't just eat this thing and go home and sit around. But I have to activate what God has given to me. What are you saying? Well, food is, is for the body. What the word is for the soul. The food is to the body. This word is to my spirit and my heart. If I eat good regularly, it will build, my, it will build me physically. Amen? If I eat regularly, it will build me physically. But if I eat regularly and don't exercise, how many knows you can eat and you might expand But you can't move with wrong weight. So I'm out of shape. But you have to be in shape to activate. Physically, if I eat and don't exercise, I become what spiritually in the same way, I need to understand that if I feed my faith on the Word of God, but I don't exercise that faith, This kind of faith becomes flabby without function. Flabby faith. We got a lot of flabby faith Christians. You know how I can tell you flabby faith? Because you sit on your cushion when you should be praising God. Come on, somebody. If you had some active faith, that you'd get excited because you know when you get home, you're going to be able to use the faith that God has given to you. You don't have to clap. I didn't come for your clap. I came to give you a word tonight and to feed your faith, but you've got to exercise what God's given to you or you'll have flabby faith because faith without functions flabby. But I need to we hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click and the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.